Throughout the Josh, week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. We just checked the handbook. You may not pick an entire musical as one song. <laughs> Welcome to the Homer Kent Experiment. Episode 008. Best Songs. This one's a long one, folks. And of course it is, because we're talking about the best songs in all of history. And we each get to pick five. We have some honorable mentions, so this one takes a little bit. We all know that listening to people talk about music isn't as fun as listening to music. And so I, I suggest you pause this podcast periodically and have a listen to the songs that we're suggesting or ones you love. All right, let's get to it. Hope you enjoy. I know we did. All right, fellas. Hey, I'm glad we're together tonight. I've got this question on my mind, and it is, what what are the best songs of all time? Right? And, and instead of just <laughs> instead of just listing them off, um, let's do this like a fantasy football draft where we each take turns drafting a song. Okay. Okay. And I like uh, it. so, so you want to have your number one pick. You, you want to go first with that, just in case somebody happens to like uh, uh, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star like you do. And you want to get it you want to get it on the team, on the roster before they do, okay? So now, you know what I figured out, though, when I was thinking through this, is that there's a million good songs, and there's no way to right. do this. But we're going to do it. Okay, so I get the number one pick in this draft. All right. And I, f- I found myself having to kind of make some rules for myself in my head because honestly i would have filled the whole list with sacred music right hymns um there is a level of emotional response that i get from those that i wouldn't from anything else and so if i if i was really going to make a list it would just be full of sacred songs um however i am going to include a few on the list and i'm going to start with one i'm going to start with my favorite time of year which is Christmas. And so when I think about what is the best song in the world, I'm going to pick my favorite Christmas carol, which is Oh Holy Night. If you guys, okay. I, I don't, it's, it moves me. It's, it's, it's about the Savior coming into the world. There's lines like, long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. And then you get to that line where they like fall on your knees and it just like lifts the soul to a place that most music cannot. So there I, there you got it. First, first, first draft pick of the, of the draft is a Christmas Carol. Oh, Holy night. Okay. So I'm sitting down now and now I'm standing up and I'm clapping. (laughs) Standing ovation for that because that, Man, you you can't go wrong with that song. It can't no. go wrong theologically. The sound, I think, it sounds incredible. Even though musicians would probably say it's pretty elementary. Um, yeah, it doesn't need lyrics, and it would move you. But the lyrics help, man. They sure do. Sure do. The lyrics help. The one problem with musicians is that a lot of times the best musicians make music in the words stink. It's like they're they're so good at one side of their brain that when it comes to actually making coherent lyrics that make sense and are fun you know fundamentally sound uh, it's like but you get a song like that it's got really the best of both worlds a beautiful sound and uh man 
yeah, I wish I would have thought of it. I didn't even think of Christmas songs. Now, you know what? Um, one, one of the other reasons I chose that one in particular, not just because it's my favorite, but it's also one of the most covered songs of all time. You know, mm -hmm. it was written back in 1855. Who wrote it? And so many people, and, and that was based on a, a, a French song before it. And so many people have covered that song that I think it transcends uh, most mm. music. Oh, yeah. oh, that was a classic Placida Capote. <laughs> I, I should have known. Oh, my you goodness. should have known. Placide. Okay. That is so Kidron. Placide. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kidron, what, uh, what is the second pick in the draft? Okay, so uh, I... I still need I, I need one clarification on the rules. How do we determine like the winner at the end of this after there's like, no winner? We just have our, our team rostered and we're ready to take uh, okay, okay, That's gotcha. But at the end, I think it's only fair if we actually if yeah. there's a clear winner, we gotta give credit where credit's due. So or we're we not let, or we let the listeners decide who so, which which team they want. Gotcha. So so we're not competing against each other's picks. We're we're making like our team as like three of us are picking our magic or our best team of songs. And then that's right. Okay, gotcha. It, 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 you know, in some ways you could think of it as if you were the producer or the writer, what mm -hmm. songs are would you want under on your label? Right. right? So oh okay. holy nights on my label now. How about you? Okay, gotcha. All right, so um, I think that makes my uh, my first pick pretty clear. Um, I am going to go with "I Will Always Love You" by Whitney Houston's version. Oh, I should have known you were going to pick this one. Yes, wow. and and you know it's interesting because I really don't listen to that song that much at all, and it. Actually, that's the reason why it's because I'm like really pro I'm protective of it. Yeah, yeah I, I, you don't you I, listen to it 10 times in a day. You'll get sick of it. I'm with you. man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never want that song to be old. So I listen to it. Uh, I mean, sometimes more often than, than others, but it's it, I mean, there's probably been times a, a year has gone by and I haven't listened to it. And yeah, I just I don't go to it that often. But but um, yeah, it's an amazing song. When, when do you go to it? It does have to be a really hard day and you like sneak off into your car and go to a, uh, you know, solitary parking lot somewhere and you just put it in. Oh, yeah. Listen yeah, yeah. to it then. Yeah. It's when I'm on when I'm on a road trip, whenever there's like really good sound, when I have really good acoustics and I'm like where I'm trying to hear like the best song out there in the the best way like i don't treat I'll, any song as sacred as you treat that song though that's amazing <laughs> oh yeah i'll put that one on just man yeah so so whitney houston uh just in general is uh is uh she's your gal yeah she's the one she she's the person i think of when i think of just raw talent perfect in their craft or as close to perfect as you can get um she just hit every note like it should be hit she you know she was powerful when she needed to be powerful and she was you know she she did all the different things that a voice should do where it should be done you know and uh yeah there are very few songs in the world that will never be sung better in a karaoke bar than they were by the uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. the original and nobody will ever sing that song better Exactly. Especially yeah. not in a karaoke bar. Have you heard those people? <laughs> I mean, good gracious. Well, okay. Or on a YouTube cover or on 
American Idol or whatever. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's no. one of those things where I she's got it. So I always feel like when I tell somebody that uh, that Whitney Houston is my favorite artist, like I've just uh, kind of revealed a piece of my soul. And oh, so yeah. we're, we're really uh, like because there's nobody who's my age and a male who would say right. <laughs> Whitney Houston is their favorite artist. So I had uh, someone else in mind for you, but I'll leave that in case he makes the list. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. He, he didn't make the list. I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Weird Al Yankovic? <laughs> no, Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. We know, we know, we know. Yeah. Whenever I find myself anymore saying, oh, I'm the only one that would like this, or there might be 10 of us. Do you know that there's more like 100,000 of you? Hmm, there's probably 100,000 38-year-old guys in America whose favorite song of all time, and they drive to a parking lot alone at night <laughs> when they've had a bad day to listen to that music. It's amazing. Nobody oh, yeah, is yeah. unique anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. But who would admit it? Dude, go to Facebook. I bet there is a uh, go to that song has a Facebook page. I'm sure of it. And there's probably <laughs> a ton of 38 year old guys. We are talking about what yeah. you consider to be the best song of all time, Kidron. So I yeah. bet there's I bet there's at least one. Oh, yeah. None who would admit it right here. Steve. What is your number one pick, the third pick in the draft? Okay, I'm, I got to apologize before I read all my songs, okay? I've got to apologize because there's a good chance you guys have maybe only heard two of these. Okay. Okay. But before I get going on my favorite songs, I got to tell you the worst song ever written is by FFH. <laughs> And it's called When I Praise. And just okay, listen, look up the words. It's like, I could have written these lyrics in fourth grade. And th from the moment I heard about this, I think I was in high school or freshman in college. I heard it. I thought, that is the dumbest song in the entire world. Looking for love and I lost my way. Another long night has turned to day. I swear they should have put the next line I can't believe it's the month of May, but they didn't. <laughs> to their credit, they didn't put that. Nobody likes to feel this way. So I draw close to you. It's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, it's what I'm supposed to do. I hate that line. It's like, come on. Okay, I know it's like, come on. That's, is not that's a good probably argument. somebody. That's probably somebody out there's favorite song. That's it, their number one draft oh, pick. Man. Well, I remember and one big time house. Oh yeah, big house. That's actually a good. That's song. so catchy. I like it. That's still a good one. <laughs> I, that, that one's gonna go down. Even if the story. lyrics are a little wacky, it's catchy. Yeah. yeah, it's they don't say it's what I'm supposed to do. Like supposed to, should not be in a song. But okay, my favorite. Okay, and I gotta I gotta preface this with in no particular order. I'm sorry. I I cannot decide here but i'm going to go back to my roots when i became a christian in high school i fell in love with this band right away and they're they're misunderstood it's a really popular band but there's a segment of people that they're misunderstood third day josh i know you love them yep favorite band okay they they've always been my favorite band uh their their later work like i mean yeah but i found the them past. before you did i think i introduced you to them there's no way you did it i'm, I'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding go ahead fighting words man okay um the song love song by third day no way steve that's my favorite like 
Like if you would have asked me in high school what my favorite song is, that was it. Okay, so I didn't, it turns out I didn't mature past high school. So that's still my favorite song. <laughs> I and wrote it, I wrote, it's right here on my list. No, it's not. It is, Love Song oh, by Third Day. Dude, I, I love you, man. Distance hug, distance high five. Yep. Distance kiss, cheek. So this, so actually the draft makes a, makes a difference here because that was on my list and you got it first. So I don't, I don't get it. Yes. All right, order, man. I'm glad I went with that one. Okay, and, so and, and that's a pretty pretty uh, specific or unusual song for two people to have on their list of best songs ever. That that's I bet pretty, it's got uh, a Facebook page. See, you think you're cool. unique until you pull up the Facebook page and you find out there's four hundred thousand people that that's their favorite song. Steve, t what what is it about this song that that makes it your number one pick? Okay, first off, I I just become a Christian. Okay, it's like you just meet the girl and you see how beautiful she is. I, I just kind of got the gospel and got that, oh my goodness, I've been blind my whole life and now I can see. I was dead and now I'm alive. And so um, Christian music at that time really had an incredibly powerful impact on me. So this may be on, on my list of my dying day. It probably will be. But also it's, um, it, it's just, uh, I mean, quite simply that the melody is beautiful. It's about how much it's like you can't grasp how much god loves you and you don't think about that when you're when you're not a believer you don't think about god writing a love song to you all these songs are our love songs to god our love songs to god but really the amazing thing is not that that we love god it's it's overwhelming that he loves us of course we would love him but that he loves us that much like way more than we could ever love him and um and, and I mean the lyrics. So I got a, a particular memory with this song and it's weird. I'm sitting on the toilet <laughs> and I, I had this song in my mind and nobody else is in my house and I am belting this song out loud and I'm like loving my voice and everything, but I'm just singing it so loud. And I, and it made me stay on the toilet for like 10 minutes. I'm just singing it so loud in the bathroom. I'm loving the way the acoustics in the bathroom and um, yeah, I was like 16 years old. Uh, I've got better memories with that song too. So, so there's, there's bands like Pearl Jam and Creed and their lead singer has got this, it's almost like a fake voice a little bit. They mm -hmm. like stick their yeah. bottom jaw out and they sing right. like this. It's like a Metallica type voice. And there's yeah. people out there that are going to put Mac Powell, the lead singer for third day in that same category. But it's not even close. No. Nope. Mac Powell's voice, it's his own actual Southern voice. And okay. the dude can just sing. I mean, it's yeah. incredible. Totally different than the made up Creed, Pearl Jam, Nine Inch Nails, hard rock metal voices. He, he His is an authentic voice and he can do things with them. Those guys can't even get close to. So I'm back so, off Mac Powell, haters. I'm, I'm so glad to hear somebody else saying it the way you did, Steve, because that's pr pretty close to how I would describe those voices, too, as like manufactured fake. Just, yeah, I can't stand them for that reason, too. I, I, I always get the sense that they're they're trying to sound cool. Like, that's what it sounds like to me is like somebody who who's like, OK, we've done a study on what people think sounds cool. And uh, and. And they just go into this. Okay, we're starting a new band, so we've we've got the data, and uh, and so this is what we came out with. And then they're like, like what, whatever. I also think another another possibility, Kidron, is that they're not pure singers. They weren't born Whitney Houston's, yeah. but they they still have a song. 
that in their heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they need to figure out, they need to figure out a way to be the front man for a band. And that's their way. Stick your jaw yeah. out and let it ride. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Great pick, Steve. I'm so glad that made the list because I wanted to put it on mine and it, it I didn't, but I should have. Good pick. I thought you said you had it written down. Not for not for top five, though. He had it in the, in his top ten. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. I have to I, before I move on to like fun pop songs from America, I have to go back to the well of deep Christian music that has stood the test of time. I wanted to pick one true hymn that has been sung by people the world over for cent for you know centuries, and the one that made my second pick is "Be Thou My Vision." It's mm, a good one, Josh. I'm sitting down right now, and <laughs> now I'm standing. No, no, no. That's it. It's a good one. Absolutely. I mean, this is another one where it's a combination of music and lyrics that just it, it has moved people of all ages of all nationalities uh in many ways and so there's also something to the fact that it's like old english right when they say be thou my vision mm -hmm. uh, not be all else to me save that thou art there is something about the fact that it's old english that elevates it in my mind than if it yeah. was saying like be my vision right You're right so great yeah, yeah, you know, I I don't like it when when people take hymns and they they uh, mess with them and I, I don't know what they're trying to do if they're trying to make them sound more modern or what, but they mess with the lyrics and they also mess with the music, and I'm always like, I, I'm fine with both with you know singing a mixture of of both at church or what you know, but I, I just like them to be preserved like sound like what they're supposed to sound like the hymns and then you know, do your other songs like they're supposed to sound. I mean, because people like both. And so um, I, I just don't like them when they try to uh, combine those elements into one song. This was hard for me because there are so many like top tier hymns that I was trying to choose between. I wanted to choose the one I wanted on my roster. And uh, this one just rose to the top. It's one of those ones I want... Um, I want to be sort of a, a life song for me, one that I go back to. Yeah, I agree with that as being one of the best hymns. Okay, is there something about that song, though, that you're like, I don't even know what that means, but I feel like it just is really deep and awesome. And I like, be thou my vision. Okay, I get what that means, barely. <laughs> um, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Like, you, you know, what? That, I... that's a lot of fancy words for a really simple concept. I mean, it's it's a great song, and I don't want to talk bad at all about it. But some of it is just language. High King of Heaven, my treasure, thou art. I mean, that's beautiful. It's one of those things where if I'm praising God, thank you, whoever wrote this song. You've given me words that I may not have, you know, I wouldn't have been able to elevate my own language to. Yeah, High King of Heaven. My treasure that one of the reasons this song stuck sticks out to me is because the cd i had when i was young by a brilliant christian uh artist named jenny owens who is blind and to hear her uh sort of pure voice sing be thou my vision uh was was uh amazing to me fantastic 
I remember singing that in church in high school. And just, again, that's one that just stuck with me. Um, I, I mean, hymns, that's when I tuned out during the worship time, the music right. time. But when I heard that one, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pastor looked at me weird, like, why are you saying, oh, yeah, while we're singing? <laughs> but I said, hey, it's a good song. <laughs> Kidron. All right, you're up, man. Pick number two. All right, my next one. Uh, I feel like this is going to come out of left field. Totally unexpected for everyone. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox. Oh, my. Seriously. The second best song of all time. Uh, it's it's on my list right now. That I'm going to put it in second place. Okay, why this one, Kidron? <laughs> okay, so um, for me, this one it's it's not about the lyrics it's uh, it's all about i mean that that intro and the um okay so there a lot of songs do something to me where they have where they sound really full where they incorporate like a big orchestra just a lot more different elements where it, the the sound becomes more full and so this is one of those songs where you know it it maybe starts out as just some simple tune but then they bring in all these other instruments and everything. And it just sounds amazing to me. And uh, I, I just love it when they, I, I don't put all that work into one little song. They, they pay all these people playing all these different instruments. I mean, it just seems like such a huge production to, uh, to go to all this trouble to write a song for so many different parts and include so many different people make out so many different paychecks. I mean, it's just, it, it's mind-boggling to me how much work goes into certain songs. It's and like if Beethoven wrote a pop song. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, there's just something about that tune that hooks me, that it, it grabs me. And uh, yeah, I just, I love it. Um, so that that one's been, it, it, it's it's had uh, staying power. So it, I've liked it for many years. And so that that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm going to say that one ranks pretty high for me. Kidron, I love you and I respect you. And that song is boosted higher up on my list now. The problem is it was very low to begin with. <laughs> yes. It would have never entered my mind, but yeah. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. I'm going to yeah. listen to it tonight. Cool, cool. Oh, and Do we know what the song is about? It, walking on Broken Glass, is yet, what does that mean? Um, Man... <laughs> <laughs> really into the, the the sound of this yeah so this, it's yeah all, so this has nothing to do with meaning for you yeah 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 it's all about the sound i mean this is all about the sound <laughs> that's funny i mean i i think i know what it's about but i don't even want to say because i don't want to be <laughs> <Okay>. wrong <laughs> she'll be well, listening to this annie lennox um, no but like when you hear that phrase walking on broken glass what what do you think of what what brings to, what does it bring to mind well i think of like well and this is probably wrong but the first thing i would think of is like walking on eggshells something similar to that like where you're just afraid to do anything all right good all right uh, you're right that was out of left field kidron but we'll Amazing. give it to you cool. i'm glad he, i'm glad it's on your team uh steve okay keith green the easter song which i don't think he wrote but his version is the one i i'm in love with and I got the same thing with the Easter song. I, I don't know if it's called the Easter song or what it is, but it's the Easter song. And I got the same thing with this that I do with, um, that Kidron does with um, the uh, Whitney Houston song. 
I cannot listen to it too often because I feel like it's such a gem. Hmm. Yeah, it's like it, maybe that's why like my Christmas Carol made number one. It's it just comes out every now and then. So does this come at Easter time for you? Oh yeah, yeah. Every Easter, I'll I'll play it and I'll. I mean, the thing I love about Keith Green songs is that music is cool. Like so, when you're singing a song or you're writing a song, you got to be cool about it, and you can't just be a a young kid screaming at the top of your lungs. You know, just with a big smile on your face. That ain't cool. Keith Green totally broke that. And he he just sings like with this big cheery voice with a big old mm. smile on his face, big happy sounding song. I mean, this song is like the happiest, most joyful, like it, it you almost, he's on the verge of sounding like a total dork. <laughs> and I'm sure some people yeah. listen to it be like, this is the cheesiest, dorkiest sounding thing ever. All I hear is straight up joy and like praise to the Lord, like not holding anything back for cool, for looks, for sadness. It's like, oh my yeah. goodness, bring every last happy, joyful thing you've got out of you because this it was a was something worth celebrating. Have you ever heard that song, by the way? I don't know that song. I'm gonna have to listen to it tonight. <laughs> I mean, there are times in that song where you want to just stand up. I mean, you will stand up, listen to that song as he gets more into it and just start belting it out and rise from the dead, Jesus. It's awesome. I love it. Josh, what's next? It. The longest song that's probably going to be on this list. And that is the play, the... Uh, the, the opera Les Miserables. It, the entire thing is sung. There's no spoken words. I think you could consider the whole thing one piece of music. So if I can, if you'll allow it, I'm going to take mm -hmm. the whole play. I'm going to take the whole play. If, if you're not going to allow it and I have to choose a song from it, I would probably go with I Dream to Dream or One Day More. Uh, one day more is this right before intermission. It's this thing that combines all of these other melodies throughout. Josh, the Josh I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. We just checked the handbook. You may not pick an entire musical as one song. So <laughs> even if continue. there's no break in the music, even if there's no break in the music, you may not. That's it. <laughs> Check page three, section two, page paragraph three, section two, paragraph four. I see it yep. now. There you go. All right. Continue. There's no way it would have been that close to the front of the book, Steve. You you got to you got to say like page 3482. The pages are huge, Kidron. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to I'm going to pick uh, Do you guys know this play? Have you have you heard this? I know the Susan Boyle version of I Dreamed a Dream. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Beautiful. I think everybody's yeah, I heard that on the planet. And, and, you know, I don't think I would pick that one, even though that that was powerful. It moved everybody. I would pick the one that's being sung in the Broadway version. Or I know Anne Hathaway won an Oscar for this role, for this song. Um, there is something about seeing it acted out rather than just somebody standing by a mic and singing it that you suddenly feel the story. And maybe that's why this makes my list so high is I wanted to include a piece of musical theater yeah. because I like songs that that move me and often if it's wrapped inside a larger story mm -hmm. i'm into it yeah okay now now i gotta take back something i said earlier 
um, that nobody's unique. A man that likes mm -hmm. musicals, Josh, you may be the only one. I'm sorry, my friend. You may no, be. No, 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 no. Actually, Josh, I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that there would be yep. like uh, parts that I neglected to look at, like to consider that would would have opened up a whole new door. Yeah, and, boy. And, yeah, musicals. I have a ton of them that I love. A ton of songs. I mean, it seems like every musical has at least one or two. Yeah, they have at least one show. Really style. good. Yeah, yeah. And okay. so, go ahead, Steve. Les Mis would absolutely be in like my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Incredible movie. Like the ones you can watch, like Liam Neeson, the one that has no songs in it. You, right. You know, it's not a musical. Love it. Second you add music, sorry. I'm out. Oh, come on, man. You're a music guy. You love music. I do. Is it? Does it feel fake to you? Oh, it's, they're, it's like, like they're Disney made for movies? girls. They're made for girls. That's all. No, I can no, not, 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 not Les Mis. Listen, now, some a, of them, some of them I agree with, but this is a, this is a, like you said, this is Liam Neeson, man. This is. But hmm. Liam Neeson wasn't. Okay. Now this one, I've never actually seen the musical. So I probably, there's some that they could get me to cross over and like it, but most musicals are made for girls. And this it, one would. Okay. I, I, I trust this you. This is I not Annie. You. Although I love Annie. I'm sitting down. Annie. Now I'm standing up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're keeping it going. Phantom of the Opera has to have a few that would be good contributions or good uh, additions to this list. Oh, there's so many. But I, but if you're going to ask me what's the best musical of all time, it's not close for me. It's Les Mis. Yeah. Okay. That's my pick. Kidron? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one that's uh that also introduce a new category. So we're gonna do one that's only instrumental, no words, only music, like and that. again, totally left field. It was included in my wedding. This is gonna be Round Ball Rock, also known as the NBA on NBC back when Michael Jordan used to play <laughs> at your wedding <laughs> Writ written it. by did you, did John. You enter the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Tesh wrote this song. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It, it's a good one. Um, I, I think now that one, there's about 50 million guys our age that love that song because everyone was obsessed with Michael Jordan and you just wanted the bulls to come on. And it's like they associate that with their superhero Michael Jordan coming on. There was a there was a little uh, kind of a challenge going around for people to play the Monday Night Football song loudly and to watch husbands run into the room. And I bet <laughs> the same thing would happen if you started playing this music. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how many people remember it because it's been so long since Michael Jordan. I mean, that was. That was way back then. There's a few Kidron. things that united the nation, like Michael Jordan. Like everybody loved that guy. Why did a why did a kid from Fort Myers, Florida, love the Chicago Bulls? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan, only reason. <laughs> Kidron, I'm really glad you chose this song because I almost put the NBC Olympic theme on. Oh yeah, list. I almost chose that too. Uh, so I'm glad you put one of these uh, sports themes. Yeah, John Williams. He he's got a ton of great songs. I tell you, one another classic. I want to be like he is me. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I want to That's be cool. like he is me. He he. Butchering, butchering. Sometimes I dream. Sometimes I dream like he is me. All right, lyric police. That's right. <laughs> I played that one in the office for my boss the other day. It was great. Or, He'd never heard of it. I got up I, and danced. I, he danced. I danced. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, so, I believe I believe I just said sometimes I dream like he is me. It's that he is me, just to correct myself. You, how dream. did you get that wrong? That he <laughs> unbelievable. It's funny though, Kidron. I gotta tell you that you you said I'm going to include an instrumental on my list. Yeah. You've got all of classical music throughout history. You've got Bach, Beethoven, Vivaldi, and we go for <laughs> John Tesh, John Tesh, who who recorded who recorded that song on his answering machine. That's how it all started. He, it, it popped into his head. He was away from home. He called himself back in the days of answering machines, and he he just left the tune. You can listen to it on this YouTube video if you type in "Round Ball Rock." Uh, you'll hear you'll hear the whole story. The original message. It, yeah, the original mes message. He still has it, and he plays it for the audience there. Um, and so you get to you get to hear that whole thing of of uh, how it was written, um, but that that's where it started. And yeah, it, it's just it's hilarious. That's how simple it was. But so so I actually have done that. I'll think of a song or a, like a few lines of a lyric or a, a melody that I want to do. And I mean, he's a way better musician than I'll ever be. But um, and I'll save him in my phone. So I've got three or four, you know, couple lines of songs that I sing just in mm -hmm. case I ever get some time to write them out in my phone. Yeah. You guys want to hear one? All right, let's do this one. My phone might die. Here we go. How do we, oh, here we go. I got me a worm <laughs> all by myself. Gonna catch a fish and cook it up delish <laughs> all by myself. With my daddy's help, gonna catch a fish and cook it up delish. All right, now you guys are among a very select group of people. There, there's been maybe one, maybe two other people in the universe that have ever heard that song. The ninth pick in the draft of the best songs of all time goes to Steve Berlin. What do you have? Okay, should I pick one you guys have heard of? Or not heard of. I, I don't think anyone listening will hear this song. Will have heard well, this song. You're about to introduce a whole bunch of people to a great song. Okay. Not the original version. I listened to the original version of Carolina in the Pines after I heard the version I loved. The original version stinks. There's probably a billion people that love that song. I can't stand it. It sounds like it sounds like molasses dripping off your ceiling. It's just slow and boring and I hate it. But the group, the Petersons, which is a, uh, they're a bluegrass band, um, like a young family band, just, just really neat to listen to. They redid it in their own version. I absolutely love the way they did Carolina in the Pines. Listen to it, Kidron. It, they're not the best musicians in the world. They're really good though. And I think you'll like all the sounds that go into it because mm -hmm. you're not a real um, deep thinker. <laughs> um totally messing no i'm just saying like so far you've been more about just the sound of it it's got a lot of nice full sounds the vocalist does amazing um so yeah, yeah you guys will have to check that out sometime carolina in the pines 
I love that kind of music. Oh my goodness, man! I want to listen. I'm to a bluegrass it fan, but in, but I don't have the I don't have the um, reservation. I don't have the wisdom Kidron has with only <laughs> listen to it five times a year alone in a cold <laughs> dark room. I don't have that. I oh, listen no. to that song eight times a day. Yeah, and I'm gonna hate it in a month, guaranteed. Do, do you know how many songs didn't make my list? Because I, yeah, that's my tendency too. I listen to a song hundreds of times in a row, and then. I still always like it. it. It's still always something, but, but yeah, it, it moves down the list after that. And then I, I hate that about myself. I mean, I, I like listening to the song over and over and I love it during that period, but I just hate that it, that it like changes it after I'm done. All right, Josh, number 10, take us home, buddy. Take us home. Okay. My fourth pick, the 10th overall pick in the draft goes to a song that I didn't know until recently. And the reason I found it was it was on somebody else's, some some big publications, Song of the Century. And it introduced me to it, and I had to agree with them. It's called Strange Fruit by Nina Simone. Have you guys heard this song? Nope. I don't know. Never heard of Nina either. Oh, she's great. Um, it is powerful in a way that songs usually can't be. Because when she speaks of strange fruit, what she's talking about are uh, black people hanging from trees uh, in the in the times when lynching and stuff was happening. So let me let me play a little bit of this for you guys, and then we'll talk about it. All right. So you get what I'm saying? Like it's not fun to listen to, but it's powerful. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's not a song I'm going to play on repeat, but it's a song that's going to stick in my soul. Almost like you got to, you, you know, if you ever feel your heart getting calloused or like you need to be reminded of something real or. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, so there's my fourth pick, which could be my number one. Um, somebody else named it Song of the Century, Strange Fruit by Nina Simone. All right, Kidder. So I haven't heard a country song. And uh, so it, that, that's one, one reason just to, to go to a new genre. The other reason is what we just talked about a moment ago. Um, this is like my current one that's on repeat. Um, and so I, I'll probably disagree with this one, this pick uh, in a week. But for right now, I love this song. Let it so, roll, baby. Keep playing it. It's Digging Up Bones by Randy Travis. All right. Mm. Good old Randy. Tell me why this made the list. Uh, so so there's, a, there's a great concert that Explain was Explain yourself, please. That was that was done on uh, the country music channel, which you can find on YouTube. Um, it was Randy Travis and Josh Turner. And they did just a whole bunch of really fun songs. A lot of them were uh, both of their songs. Like they kind of took turns doing their songs and they just had a really fun time with it. It just looks like one of those concerts, like that would have been so much fun to be at. And just their voices are so good together. And so this is one of the songs that they do in there. And it just, uh, it's, 
I mean, it's it's a fun song by the sound, but the lyrics are sad. It's about like a, a relationship that has ended. And, you know, this guy's uh, going back, thinking through all the things about their relationship. And um, that's like the whole digging up bones, just going back through and uh, remembering all this stuff that shouldn't shouldn't be remember. Like it, it's better left alone. But, you know, that, you said that's a country song. That's yeah, an yeah. Usual take on. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's like what country music is made for. What a unique voice that guy has. It, it's kind of sad now, but yeah, he had a stroke a few years back, and he almost died from it. He, it was like a, a really bad one, I guess. But um, so especially if you go back and look up the version he did with uh, Josh Turner, uh, you know, you just see how much fun they had with it and everything, and. Since then, they've done another version where, I mean, the only thing he can get out is the very last word of the song. So Josh Turner sings the whole song and then uh, and then Randy Travis just does the very last word, which is amen. Um, It's it's kind of sad to see him in that state. Uh, I mean, it's really sad to see him in that state, especially when you think of just, you know, how much fun they used to have with this song and everything. But um, but yeah, it, it kind of adds another layer to the song, too. Kidron, Kidron, good pick. Uh, your fourth pick, Digging yeah. Up Bones by Randy Travis and Josh Turner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I mean, if my calculations are right, I think I've got me in the lead by 15 points, and I've only done, I've done one less song than you guys. And um, Josh is next. He's beating you out, Kidron, by 10 points. Oh, no, your calculations are totally wrong. They're uh, actually flipped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That's the way it should be. All right. So I'm, I'm up next, right? Yeah, what you got? Okay, here we go. So um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, how about, how about, hey, you know what? We're going to stick, we're going to stick with the country theme. And this song's got, um, I don't know, maybe about six or seven years of you could ask my family, hey, what's one of daddy's, you know, favorite songs? And they would all say this song and then they'd start dancing and they'd ask you to put it on the radio so we could start dancing to it. Boondocks by, uh, what is it? Uh, Big country town, uh, old town or big tent or let me see. I know what you're talking about. Um, I mean, this song gets me up and I mean, my family loves dancing to this song. What, what's the what's the catch line to it? Little Big Town, Little Big Town. Little Big I, there's Town, so yeah. many. The whole song is made up of these awesome catch lines. Um, I, I mean, there's this fishing part at the end that's just fun. That's not the one that goes like, uh, you and me go fishing in the dark, is it? No. Okay. I feel no shame. Oh, yeah. I guess I can't sing it here, but it's uh, the thing is, we cannot just listen to that song we scream that song out <laughs> and, and everyone's up and dancing baby goes let's dance and we get up and we start dancing and at the end it there's this part about uh you get a line i'll get a pole we'll go fishing at the crawfish hole and oh I, I okay yeah, yeah yeah i mean just I now steve is one of the reasons you like this song is there something in your core that almost feels like a kid from the boondocks or is it like does it speak to you on a different level or is it the song itself no, it, it doesn't. It's more like I, I, 
every part of American culture has its flaws. Okay. Every yeah. part of any culture has its flaws, but I like, there's something about this simple culture. Like, Hey, I'm from the boondocks and like, there's a whole bunch of fancy things out there, but this is where I'm from. This is who I am. And you could, you could take me out of this place, but I'm still going to be a good old country boy. No, I'm not a country boy. I'm a city boy, city boy. Bugs yeah. scare me. Like yeah. I see a bug in the house. John, hey, come get this bug, buddy. I won't act yeah. like a girl, but I feel when like we, a girl on the inside. When we sat down tonight, you, you streaked because of a spider at your desk. My feet haven't touched the ground this entire podcast because there's I know there's a spider down there that could crawl up on me. <laughs> so, so, I mean, but this song is all about like, listen, you know, we go fishing on Saturday night, playing poker, just hanging out. Then church on Sunday morning. We learned about Jesus. We're... We're out there just having fun, swimming in Muddy River, and that's who we're going to be. You're never going to take that out of me. I, I just love that simple hometown um, hometown feel to it. That Of all the parts of America, I like just a small town feel. See, see, I grew up in a small town, and I identify, like, there's something about those small town songs that I love. Like, thank God I'm a country boy. There's a lot of songs that talk about that kind of life, and I love it. All right, Josh. Well, I'm going to, I have to, you know, I'm still in my top five here. This is number five. And I, and I want to have at least one more praise song. And, and I want to make it modern, right? I could go back to the ancient songs, but I'm going to actually do one that combines the two. On New Year's Eve, what song do you guys think of if you're going to think of New Year's Eve? Auld Lang Syne. That's right. Auld Lang Syne, classic. If you just look, like, I love the tune of that by itself. Now, here's what happened. A few years back, a band called King's Kaleidoscope actually put worship lyrics to it, and it's called All Glory Be to Christ the King. And it takes it to a whole new level for me. It's one of those songs that I'm always singing. Like, if I'm in the shower, I'm singing this song. It, it has redefined New Year's Eve for me. And I'm loving it. And the chorus is all glory be to Christ, the King, all glory be to, uh, to Christ. And so now I'm from on New Year's Eve for the rest of my life, I'm singing those words. And that's going to be a powerful reminder for me for the new year. Mm. Mm. That's cool, man. I love when, when Christians can redeem a song. It yeah. might've been a cool song, but didn't have any like connection to anything spiritual and they make it so yeah. much more powerful. Now, yep. isn't it isn't it weird, though, like that song, I feel like was powerful already, but I don't know why. Like, do you guys have some of those songs where it's like it moves yes. you and you almost make up the meaning in your head of what what it must be about? But like, it's just you yeah, have no idea what, what the that word means. I don't yeah. know what that phrase all Lang Syne means. Right. right. Yeah. What, what did the song? What does the song mean to the world? Why do people sing it on uh, New Year's Eve? Um, should Old acquaintance be forgotten, never brought to mind. Should old acquaintance be forgot in days of old Lang Syne? I'm not sure what that phrase means. Uh, I mean, an old, just Google, an old Google. land sign. Old Lang Let's just sign think means... about it. So you got something old and it's a land sign. So like a sign on land <laughs> that's an older, it's older than a new one. That's right. Yep. You got it. Thank you. It, it translates to days gone by. Days gone by. Okay. Oh, that's that's another way to look at it. All right, Kidron. 
Tell us what you got, man. All right, all right. Blow so, our uh, minds. No, th- this one, this one's gonna be. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be a letdown just because we've already been there with me in this. But I just, and I'm gonna combine two songs in one just because they're kind of like the same song. I'll give a brief thing on the reason, but I want to dance with somebody. And how will I know? Both of those songs by. <laughs> um, and so, so for me, uh, actually. These are songs that I have listened to over and over and over and over and over. There are times where I'll I'll listen to it on repeat. And there's definitely been like that week or two, like where that was all I could listen to um, that I've had in my life. But there'll also be other times. But it it also comes up on the radio a lot. Um, At least I want to dance with somebody. That one I hear on the radio all the time. Um, But it's unique to me in that. I mean, it fades a little bit, I guess, but it has not gotten old to me. Um, So I still like it. They're both just fun songs to me. Uh, um, And when I hear them, they're fun. Did you hear that? I did. Okay. Sounded more like Michael Jackson, though. Now, do you do you get up and dance to this song, Kidron? Because this is one of those songs that I think if you really love it, it's because you want to move with it. Uh, Only when I'm being forced by my daughter. But yes. Oh, so uh, no, it's not that for you. It's it's in the mind. Right. Yeah. I've never been a big dancer. I didn't grow up with uh with that environment of uh dancing. So um dancing has always been like a foreign thing to me. So so there's but, no song that you hear that you're like, I gotta move to this one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There there are, but um, but yeah, it's like my own private thing that I would definitely never share with anyone. <laughs> not even Anastasi. <laughs> no there is something to that like if i really want to just dance to like hip-hop or something i don't want my wife seeing that right i don't want my kids seeing that <laughs> or my scar them for life <laughs> oh man hey can everyone please leave the room i'm gonna put some uh, rap on and i just want to dance please you know who does get to see it the driver is in the car next to me at the stoplight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Good, good pick, Kidron. Um, I don't know if I want to allow the two-song combo. Uh, I don't care. They're, they're, they're both together. going. They're, they're going. I don't care what you say. Okay. That, I'm going to remember that for my next pick. You can. You can. No, no. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it because my next pick. Okay. I'm going to do a uh, try song here. Triple. Just because evidently the handbook doesn't matter and the rules are thrown out the window and we can do two songs. Why not do 10 songs? Well, then I'm taking all of Les Miserables. Hey, actually, Josh, you, <laughs> you don't get another. It. You don't get another. That, that You already did your five. Yeah, but we can do more than five. We're going to do some honorable mentions at the okay, end. Okay, honorable mentions it is. This is my fifth? Yep. This is the oh, last shoot. last song of the real draft here, Steve. Oh, what are you shoot. finishing with? You get one more song Ooh. on your label. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it's amazing what makes you love a song and what makes you not like a song. Like it can be something simple, like that's a fantastic melody, or I Mm -hmm. love those powerful lyrics. Or it could be take you back to like, don't you remember that music video? And oh, it's incredible. Or you were just listening to it with certain people at a certain time of your life. Yeah. This one, I, I never would have thought anything of it. Okay. Um, and all my songs have been relatively modern, like in the past 50 years. 
but but this one, I saw a chorus, a choir do it, pop up in a food court um, on a video. And you guys probably already know what song it is just when I say that. Um, so, so they did it. Nobody knew they were going to be there. They all were walking around the food court just like food court eaters. Mm-hmm. And one of them just starts belting this out. And they all have these amazingly beautiful voices. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch this. Handles Messiah, the Hallelujah Chorus. Uh, yeah, mm. you got to have that on the best songs of all time. Yes, yes. And, that was that was the one I was going to include, by the way, earlier, the Christmas one. Yeah. Oh, Go ahead. So, so I never thought anything of that song. But when you hear them do it, and then you see everyone stand up, and you're like, why is everyone standing up? And you kind of hear a little bit. I don't know all the details about it, but you hear a little bit You're about it. Man, I just love when people put a lot of amazing musical effort into praising the Lord, and it comes out sounding like that. And you can see a king standing up. He's like, this is amazing music. I'm going to stand up for this. Um, so that, that one's just fantastic. Yeah. And there's a reason. I mean, when you're thinking about the best songs of all time, it, it's pretty rare that it would be in the last 20 years in America that that would happen, right? right. So the idea that some of these songs have stood the test of centuries yeah. matters, I think. Cool. Good I, pick. I'm so I'm so ill informed for to make a list like this because oh, the I know. world the world is so full of music and yeah. from all sorts of places. So this is like the best songs according to this one guy in the Midwest. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. So I want to you know let's not just end here. Let's have let's each get a few honorable mentions here, and I'm going to kind of cheat with my first honorable mention. Okay, and and that's because. There, there are only so many things in a, in a human's life that can create the, a moment when you write a song that is so powerful that it's going to move people who listen to it, okay? And one of those moments that seems for whatever reason to, to, to create incredible music is the breakup song or the idea of lost love. Kidron already went there with his Digging Up Bones song. And I want to, I'm just going to kind of lump some together. So forgive me if I step on your toes with a song you like, but the breakup song. So you've got Yesterday from the Beatles, what is considered to be the most covered song in history. Wow. You, you've got, I mean, uh, Louis Capaldi has a song out that I, I love listening to called Someone You Loved. James Blunt, uh, a number of years back to Goodbye My Lover. A guy named Labyrinth has a song called Jealous. Adele, like most of her songs are about this. Rolling in the Deep is right there. There's this guy named Hozier who wrote Work Song, which is about having died and wants to come back to his, his love. There is this thing that happens with lost love that it almost needs music to be expressed rather than just let me talk about this. Hmm. Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone. Steve, can you think of any breakup songs? Did you ever write a breakup song? No, I'm, yeah. It's like there's so many about that. I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing. There's so many good ones about that. Yeah, I don't know. I like happy music, I think, better. I mean, think about my list here. It's all, it's all happy stuff. I'm more of a happy, happy guy than the breakup guy. Yeah. I like, I like a bit of yearning in a song 
a bit of a sorrowful mourn, something that kind of haunts my soul. Hmm. Okay. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Kidron, you want any honorable mentions here? <clears throat> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so I'm going to do... Okay, this this one, let me... Let me uh, preface by saying that I'm I'm not a I'm actually not a fan of this song. This isn't like uh, I, I mean it's cool I, when I hear it on the radio. It's like it's catchy and uh, you know I'll, I'll sing along to it. But it's it's not anything I would naturally put at the top of any list. But I want to I want to mention this one because I think that this is the the smartest song ever made uh, as far as what I can think of. Um, and so let me explain that. But the song is Manic Monday by the day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the smartest song. Yes. And um, the, the re reasons why I think that was such a great song for a band to do is because, I, and I'm talking money-wise, like uh, I, I haven't looked this up, so I don't, I, you could prove me wrong by looking up what they actually made on it. But I suspect that they've made a ton of money on this song. And the reasons, so first of all, obviously, um, it's about, it's this, a song about the day of the week or a day of the week. Um, and it's a day of the week that everyone hates. So it's it's got some emotion there. And so it's like radio stations across, not even just the US, but the whole world, a, a lot of other <laughs> countries listen to, you know, uh, English speaking songs. And so... You have radio stations all over the place every single Monday playing this song. So they're collecting royalties every Monday, like a yeah. ton of royalties. They have seven, one out of seven days in, in history. Right. I love it. Right. Now, you know what your, why your theory is wrong, Kidron? Why? Because one of the, if you call this the smartest song in history, mm -hmm. one of the dumbest songs in history became a kind of a <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Friday. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Hey, but we we all know what that is too. I wonder how much money she made on that song. It's got it's got a ton of views. You're right. Um, you're right. Like maybe it is smart to write a day of the week song. Okay. Is there but a Wednesday it, one yet? Let's do it. Yeah, I know. Well, let me keep going because there's more to this one. <laughs> um, so, the very first line of the song is six o'clock already. So you, you started off dreading going to work on a Monday. They're playing the song on the radio for everyone to be like, oh, I hate Mondays. Okay. Then you're driving home from work, six o'clock already. That's the first lyric. Radio stations play it for that reason too, every day of the week. It works twice a day. Yep. It works twice a day, every day. Um, well, it, it works twice. It, it works once a day, at least so far from what I've mentioned every day. And it works twice a day on Mondays. Um, Okay, now one of the lyrics in the song is wish it was Sunday because that's my fun day. So now you have it playing on Sunday uh, because of that. Then another lyric in the, in the song is got to be at work by nine. So that opens up the whole rest of the week for people traveling to work. They're, oh, and, <laughs> and I should mention, every time I hear the song on the radio, I take a mental note of what day it is. Um, just because I, I've always wanted to prove my theory. Like, do they always play this song like every Monday? And uh, so, I mean, you hear it a lot on Mondays, but I've heard it all across the board. They play the song on every day of the week. And, and I'm sure uh, and, the uh, writers of the song were thinking exactly these thoughts too. 
when they wrote it. Right. Yeah. They, they if if they weren't doing this on purpose, they landed on a lot of uh, of great ideas just by chance. A month full of Mondays worth of cash through a yeah. horrible song. Hey guys, let's write a horrible song. It's gonna make us a ton of money, dude. But you hear it. You hear it all the time. So, anyways, you, I wouldn't uh, you call got... it a horrible song. I'd call it catchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's catchy. It's catchy. Um, but. But yeah, you guys will be thinking about that now, I bet. Uh, and just pay attention. Pay attention to what day of the week it is every time you hear it and what time it is also. See if I it matches have so much brain capacity. How can you think to do that every time you listen to a song? I, I don't ever listen to a radio station that would play this song, but I hope I do in the future. Uh, <laughs> Steve, do you have any honorable mention? Uh, yeah. Um, Rich Mullins, Surely God is With Us. Absolutely love the song. Mm. It's on that, uh, you guys heard it, have heard it? It's on the one that he was going to make this album, um, but then he died. But like he just pulled over to this church or something, I, I think is the way the story goes. And he, uh, they had a piano and, and they record right there. All the tracks on this album sound really fuzzy. But um, I don't know. I think that adds a lot of character to him. But that that song is absolutely fantastic. If you've not if you've not heard it, write it down, listen to it. It's a really powerful song. Surely God is with us. I'm so impressed with his number one. He's an amazing musician. And number two, I don't know anyone that has as powerful lyrics as him consistently. Like you can listen yeah. to a whole a whole album, and be like that. That perspective is like amazing yeah there's a there's a depth to his work that most people don't get to yeah only only it almost feels like he's really, lived it yeah only i really can understand it but you guys can <laughs> can try so um then uh, by delirious king or cripple is a really fantastic song i don't know if you guys have heard that one or not but um i've got another one here we'll go around again oh and oh, it oh, should be oh, it, it so we're just cutting me noted. off there yeah, I thought you were going to list. I thought you were going to list all of yours. Yeah, I was. I do want. I do want to say that Steve's father-in-law knew Rich Mullins. Am I right, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. They knew him, he, and and he was like that. He was like a a guy that you're, you know, nowadays if you it's like yeah, meet this famous Christian guy. They're super polished. Everything. Rich Mullins wasn't. I guess. I mean, he smoked, and he was just kind of like. Uh, not dirty, but like more dirty than like a regular person. And just kind of like he, he, he was really himself, they said. Um, and and he not, died, not super he died polished. right here in my town. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a car, a car accident. accident, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and Josh. With Mitch McBicker, another guy who was pretty good. Um, so we haven't included any rap or hip hop on this list. And there is a big part of me that enjoys a, a beat and rhyme and lyrics let me pick one i've got to pick i've got to put at least one on a list and i'm gonna go with who i think is my favorite female rapper of all time lauren hill mm, agreed she's uh, i mean she's incredible and then she did this like kind of acoustic set this this mm -hmm. album that um, I kind of got into for a while. And there was a song on there that I wouldn't say is like the one that makes me want to get up and dance or listen to all the time, but it's the one that I wish I would have written. And it's called The Mystery of Iniquity. And it almost sounds like uh, 
a poetry slam, like spoken word. Mm-hmm. But there is a depth to, to the lyrics there that is so much uh, greater than most rap. So I got to go yeah. with that one. I also have to, one one I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention is what I would consider. You know how every couple has a song or they talk about having a song. Well, the one that we danced to at our wedding was a true classic that oh, yeah, a lot of magic. People... Uh... No, no, never mind. Ne- magic moment. That's what you guys walk down the aisle to. Right. And I, I would put that I would put that on this list, too. But no, mine is by Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. Mm. If you want to talk about feel good music, that's uh, you can vibe to that. Love the Beach Boys, love Ray Charles, love the oldies. I didn't really get any of those on on there. Lean on Me by Bill Withers, Joe Crocker, A Change Gonna Come. So many good ones. Piano Man by Billy Joel. Mm. Uh, Elvis, Can't Help Falling in Love. There, there's a the world is full of good music, but I think I've said enough. Just to to put some songs that I would expect to be at the top of the list, I would say. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, I would have expected to be somebody's yep. either number one or way up there. That makes a lot of lists. Yeah. Um, what do you guys, so, how how does one write a song like that? Like, when you <laughs> listen to that, you're just like, yeah. wait, who? how did this happen? Oh, man, it changes. It, it's like five songs in one. It just goes through. Well, so, it's a so, rhapsody, if you will. Some people just know music and they just can't help but continuously make amazing music. I mean... There's well, some Queen people that make like an amazing song. Queen, it's like, I, I don't know anything about him. I, I mean, I know a little bit, but that dude just made some good sounding music. A lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it's thought that that song is Queen, about Freddie Mercury. About, yeah, Freddie Mercury, about him, uh, his dying from AIDS. Like he was, I think, getting close to death when he wrote that and so it's kind of about that so you know i'm sure there was a lot of emotion involved in that if it's true that that's really what it's about but yeah i'm gonna throw in one last song just uh just as a an honorable mention um and it's it's another instrumental only it's uh by a saxophonist it's called together again by dave cause so that's uh it's got a really catchy cool uh, melody to it i'm gonna have to listen to that one i'll be sure to listen to that one nah <laughs> <laughs> sorry um i will no 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 sounds amazing nah no 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 seriously i'm absolutely <laughs> gonna hey steve you're gonna have to keep doing that like at least 95 more times to get a laugh out of me if, I, I already laughed at it so we're good i okay. don't think kidron you would laugh if i when if i did it 20 more times 20 you don't think you'd laugh N- not 95 is a bare minimum okay that's the low bar all right okay hey my turn Wait, well there's one more like classic that i think a lot of people would put on there kidron if yeah. you're listing the classics yeah and yeah. it's american pie you know that song oh yeah yeah, yeah, that's got a, that's a whole bunch of, America, of like one of America's great songs. Yeah. And you know, every one of those lyrics has meaning behind it. Like there's yeah. there's some depth to that song. Steve, okay. what do okay. you got? Garth Brooks. He could mm-hmm. he could have five songs on this easily. He could be all five. Because that guy was a master. 
Yeah. Um, standing outside the fire though. That's the one that gets me like crying when I listen to it. What is it? What, what's it saying to you? Well, okay. First off, that one goes back to the music video. It's one of the most powerful music videos you'll ever listen to. It's a mentally handicapped boy whose dad's mm-hmm. like berating him, but the boy, the mom's like wanting her son to do track because the son wants to do track with a bunch of, uh, non mentally handicapped kids. And, uh, the mom's like, just let him do it. And he's like, no, he's going to embarrass himself. He's going to embarrass us. He's going to get hurt. And, um, the, so the boy runs in this track meet and he's running as hard as he can. And he's just getting smoked by all the other kids and he falls down really hard and gets hurt. And the dad runs out to him and picks him up, puts his arm over his shoulder and they finish together. And you're like, if you're not bawling by the end of that music video i mean you're not even human it's it's amazing and um so, so the song is basically like life the the the, one, the key line is life is not tried if it's merely survived so i honestly that i feel like is at a totally different level than either of these next two songs uh that standing outside the fire one's so powerful the music video though does that one a lot of help too um nicole c mullen i know my redeemer lives yeah listen to that one every morning man seriously that's a fantastic one so this one this last one is just pure fun it's pure like when it's dance time i play this one in my dot my little two-year-old daughter knows this one and loves it nobody but me do you guys know the song you know it i know sing you it know to it me. i don't know but sing it okay no, 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 no. What songs top your list? We want to know. Send us your thoughts and questions to homokentexperiment at gmail.com. Good day.